0: out. Mm. Leaves are changing color on the trees. It's true. No, they're not. We got out our hoodie sweatshirts. I wore a hoodie
1: for the first time last night. Uh, Oh, it was so good. For this CU podcast. Ian's excited.
0: Uh, I was so happy. (laughs) He's jumping into my intro. This is the CU podcast for Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. That's hooded Ian Ferguson.
1: I mean... No hood today.
0: And I'm Pat Contra. Ian's has a stream of consciousness right now on the podcast. We'll be talking about on the show, we'll be talking about uh, uh, Steam games must be allowed to be resold, according to a French court. The Joy's Cube, Kickstarter, Q&A topic, Apple Arcade. Not a huge amount more going on, because Mario Kart Tour comes out literally tomorrow. We're talking about this. But first, Ian, we have uh, less than two days left on the man t-shirt campaign go to teespring.com slash my dash man dash C U podcast and then you can get the my you can have cyborg guy pat and uh, atlantean ian flowing like flowing locks orangey <laughs> hair ian <laughs> on there and uh yeah and then we got a certain superintendent guidebook that's that's somewhere in the middle of the pacific ocean right now uh don't know where wish i can call them hey hey how's it going guys you need anything need some coffee on the big cargo ships. I don't know how it works. <laughs> They're just on the ocean somewhere. Uh, you can go to uh, UltimateSNES.com for that. And the NES book is back in stock. And we'll be at PRGE October 19th and 20th. Oh, uh, yes. In Portland, Oregon. I'm excited. The mecca of retro gaming. Go to RetroGamingExpo.com We'll be doing a CU Podcast panel. Um, I'll have a Pat the NES Punk panel on Sunday. And we'll have a booth.
1: And I'm going to play pinball until I drop.
0: I got a, I got half a mega booth for me and Ian. Ian, do you appreciate that? Yeah. You're welcome, Pat. You're welcome.
1: Okay, thanks. What do you mean? You're welcome. It's a great booth. <laughs> I, I'll have to see it to believe. Oh, he
0: have to see it. Yeah. Okay. I you. don't know what neighborhood it's in. It's it's in the it's in the, it's in the center of the action.
1: Mm. Half a mega booth. You, you got the the big guys. Oh, he so sure it's still the center. They've expanded the thing by fifteen thousand. We're not in the
0: hallway somewhere. For the amount of money I paid, we're not. <laughs> and we're going to have cool stuff there as well. We're going to have we might have a new shirt. I shouldn't say that we have another campaign going on, if we might. And uh, we might have some a nice little pin, enamel pin,
1: enamel pins, yeah,
0: and a certain superintendent guidebook by the truckload. We're going to have there. Um, so, so Ian, uh, sir, you know, I w- I was uh, potentially going to be unverified on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it was very, my heart was was palpitating at the time. If that's a verb. Um, about it, so they sent out emails to everyone who was verified uh on on youtube uh so we 're writing to let you know we 're updating the eligibility criteria for channel verification on YouTube. Unfortunately, with these changes, your channel no longer meets the criteria to be verified. We realize this might be disappointing, but we believe these updates will make channel verification more consistent for users and creators across. YouTube. Uh, what's changing? They'll now proactively verify channels instead of accepting requests for verification badges. We aim to verify channels that represent a well-known or highly searched creator, artist, public figure, or company with a clear need to differentiate themselves from other channels with a similar name. Typically, verified channels have a built have built a large audience and community on YouTube, are widely recognized outside of YouTube, and have a strong presence online, or have a channel name that could be confused with other channels on YouTube. Blah blah blah. In early October. That means I no longer be verified. So everyone was in an uproar over this. I think for good reason, uh, because this is a this is a change that uh, affects a lot of creators. And on the surface, it's like, oh, well, who cares? You get a check mark taken away. But it's what it means, I guess, to, to people in terms of what they've worked for and they have built up a brand or a business. Why would you just unverify someone at that point? And when you look at the criteria. It doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. So there was a big outcry. Um, when I tweeted about it, I was just like, I mean, I know it would be crappy, but it's like, what the hell can I do? But but they reversed course within two days. And I think what they wanted to do at first, uh, what people think is that they, they wanted to keep verification for like, I mean, like grade A brands or like, you know, NBC's YouTube channel or, you know what I mean? Or like some media company versus people like me or people like Norm or Gerard or anyone else or, or, or James that have like actually built the brands uh, and have a presence outside of YouTube and maybe YouTube didn't realize maybe the amount of people that have done that or just didn't care um, but there was an appeal process I didn't click on it but from what I was told uh, from our, our good buddy Ryan was that it probably would have been something similar to how you get verified on Twitter and how that works is you basically have to prove your case you got to say listen uh, like I would be like listen Here's a show on Amazon Prime, video game years, here's a book, here's some conventions I went to, you know, to show that you're something outside of just having a YouTube channel. And that's probably what it would have been on Twitter. So that means that some people, like, I could potentially have gotten it back, no guarantee, but maybe, and other people, though, could have possibly or possibly not have gotten their verification back. But um, it's very short-sighted to make a sweeping change like this without talking to the creators on the platform. And I can guarantee you they did not pull the creators on the platform uh, before instituting a change like this. Like small, medium, and large say like, hey, is this a good idea? This is why we're thinking about doing it. Confusion in the marketplace, whatever. Now, I've heard r- rumors that they've done this because th- th- there was something being valid about that people, some people interpreted the verification being that YouTube approved the videos or it was like a, a, like a tacit endorsement of the channel because you're verified, which is insane. I've never heard that ever. That's not how verification works. So, and that's not how it works on Twitter. So, I don't know. I understand why people would think that on YouTube, that that's what it is. So,
1: A ver- yeah.
0: <sighs> it, so it's just, not the same words. It, no, it's not. And like, like, like YouTube's gonna be like, oh yeah, I, I I I like that podcast video by Pat and Ian. That's what that check my no, that's insane. Um, so I think it w- they just went off half cocked and they got called out for it. And the uh, the uh, the YouTube uh, CEO, what's her name, uh, Susan Wojcicki. Uh, top of my head, she even uh, tw- uh, had us sit out a tweet saying, hey, we might have screwed this up. <laughs> and so they reversed course two days later. Uh... So is it just going back to normal? <laughs> it's going back to normal. Uh, we recently emailed you about changes a to our gratification program. Yeah. Since then, we've heard feedback from the community loud and clear. We're sorry for the frustration that this has caused. And we've updated the program in response. First, if your channel already has a verification badge, you will now keep it. No need to appeal. We're grandf- grandfathered in. We, we'll still remove verification we find, if we find that a channel is attempting to impersonate another creator or brand addressing
1: Oh, good. So you're actually handling the the verification issues. Like, the f- fucking okay. amazing.
0: We've also clarified the criteria to be eligible to apply for verification. It, like, in the past, channels that reach 100,000 subs will be eligible to apply for verification. I don't think I ever applied. I think it just was handed to me at some point. I don't remember applying to it. Twitter, I applied. Because uh, unless you're like a, like a mogul or a big company or um, a big celebrity, you won't get it automatically. But the thing was just given to me. I don't remember if it was around 100,000, but okay. Uh, to better clarify, how channels will qualify. We've updated the criteria here. So you need to get 100,000 subs. Authentic and complete. Re- uh, you need to be a real creator, brand, or entity claimed complete your public and, and you have complete your public profile and you have an active channel that you're actually uploading stuff and then you're verified. That makes sense. That's reasonable uh, for all that. So here's the point is that they have to go through a uh, public discord in order to do the correct um, process. Like they have to, that, that's what people are frustrated with YouTube. About. I don't get on YouTube for a lot of the stuff they do in the past, like make, uh, like un- uh, channeling partners that maybe shouldn't have gotten partnered, things like that. But they don't seek feedback, it seems, like, at the corporate level to, to do these, these sweeping changes. They just do them.
1: Right. They just roll them out, and then... They see what the fuck happens. Every single time it starts a forest fire.
0: Yeah. Get feedback from creators. Not just sit in a boardroom and be like, oh, we're going to do this, or I don't know. I've heard behind the scenes that YouTube's really weird. It's, like, really cold and clinical and engineerish. ish where it's just, like, algorithms and seeing what people click on more versus, like, actually looking at the content on the freaking you know, on the platform, which is probably why a lot of it's gone to garbage the last, like, year and a half, and why certain channels get promoted that probably shouldn't. Um, so it, it's it's really strange um, how it's run, but I'm glad at least they reverse course, but this is embarrassing. This happens, like, once or twice a year with YouTube, mm-hmm. where they figure, oh, we've gone too far, we didn't get feedback, We're gonna we're going to tighten this up. So, but whatever, yay! Verified still, yay! That's that's great. You happy? Ian? Is maybe Ian is gonna try to get verified eventually because Ian has a slight announcement to, to, to make.
1: Oh yeah, so I uh, I bought a microphone, which means that I can now do anything I want in the world. Anything, anything. You with, can be a, you can be a cam boy. You with, can do whatever you with want. A microphone, the world is your oyster. I can Nate Dog on any podcast that'll have me. Unless um, your contract, but okay, huh? Unless that's in your contract, but okay. do <laughs> will go through that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a video review for a um, game called Crossneak that comes out on our Crossneak Plus that comes out uh, on the Switch on October fourth. Um, it's an action puzzle game. It's one that I'd been interested in for a while. Uh, I'd been following its development. Um, it's being done by Max Krieger in future memory and I was uh, I received a um, review code from it's them It's a puzzle game it's a puzzle game so basically it's described as a y2k aesthetic puzzle game and it's initially what appealed uh, made it appeal to me is that it has a look that is very very much like Namco and Sega's design aesthetic from um you know 99 to like 2002 it looks like a lot of uh like the ridge racer design aesthetic mr driller design aesthetic like it's, it's very bright it's it's looks it's like. it's bright but also very like cool and simple looking a lot of lot li- like you know lines and curvy lines and stuff it looks awesome so it looks like um
0: i'm looking at the it was a Kickstarter campaign last year mm-hmm. and um can you describe the gameplay? Real That's quick? where I'm going. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm getting there. So I'm training you for how to do a review, right? The now.
1: Uh, gameplay is uh, so basically it prevents you. It presents you in, in in the basic mode with a six by six grid. Although you can keep expanding the grid up to I think twelve by twelve, and there's three color blocks on the screen, on the grid at any given time, and you can slide them. And when you slide them, um, it's like sliding... Like
0: a Rubik's Cube sort of thing? Yeah, like a Rubik's you're sliding Cube a whole sort of thing. Row. You're
1: sliding the whole row. Okay. So then you're sliding everything with it, and you have to create a cross-shape of one color and when you cross do, shape
0: yeah the whole one whole row in the middle or, or it can be the, anywhere like one you, whole row one more you column. could
1: literally okay. have like the furthest left and then the top oh, okay. row it, it, it's fine it's as long as it's an intersection Um because it loops it loops back around
0: My creator kind of looks like me in the kickstarter video
1: Sorry. oh does it yeah looks um, a lot like me <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious I I, I I should look I don't I don't recall um, but you say you got a promo uh, yeah. code for it yeah okay. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah. So you make the crosses as fast as you can, uh, and when they he looks a lot like when when they destroy, let me see. He looks I I don't usually say that about people. He looks a lot like me. Oh my god, Max looks just <laughs> like Max Krieger. I, whenever people like Plat- say I, catch- I look like
0: someone, I never look like someone. I identify. I look like that guy. Yeah, you That's do. Really weird. That's neat. Okay.
1: All right. So, anyways, <laughs> you clear the crosses, um, and it makes a nice noise, and you get points, um, and then. As you progress, you'll start noticing, like, locks will be on certain blocks. That means you can't scroll Big them locks? off. Oh, okay, locks. Yes. You can't scroll them off the sides. Um, if they have an X, you can't move them at all, so it completely locks up the row yeah. and column. Go around it or work Yeah. Them? Oh, okay. yeah. So it gets really interesting okay. and really, like, really difficult quickly, but it's it's fun. And my concern when I first started playing it was, is this going to be one of those puzzle games where I can lock into um, Pardon the pun, because at first it didn't seem like I didn't seem it didn't seem like it was fast enough to kind of get into that puzzle game zone, but it very much is. A um, couple nice things I'll just mention real quick because I will cover a bunch more of this in the video. Uh, accessibility wise, it's really nice. It's flashy, but it does have um, it has multiple filters uh, to tone that down if you uh, if epilepsy is a concern. Um, also. Uh, it's extremely colorblind friendly which makes me so happy Yep. before every game you can pick the three colors of your blocks so you can find the combination that works the best for you because I am colorblind and I don't fit into one of those nice, there's like two types of colorblind, okay now there's three I don't fit into any of them. Yeah I
0: don't fit into I'm not red green
1: so it, it's, it's oh. weird because I'm colorblind, but, like, none of those, like, if you go into a normal video game and it's, like, colorblind options here, the three, it's, like, no, I can't see shit in any of these. So it's all, it's, it's very strange. So the fact that that's something that you could do uh, was huge. Because I love puzzle games, but stuff like Puzzle Fighter and Puzzle Bobble, it does get hard for me to track certain so colors, colors yeah. patterns. Yeah. So. How, how did uh, CrossFit get in touch with you? Uh, I was following them because I oh. was really interested in the game and I retweeted a bunch of times actually they were looking for people who wanted code oh so, so they, they need to get the word out so this is going to be on what platforms? it's going to be on the Switch, Mac, Linux I believe Steam? PC yeah Steam um, and it's October fourth for all of them. And it uh, looks like my long lost brother is the one developing the game. Oh, and it's like it's it, there, there's a couple different things I didn't cover. Like I said, I'll get to. But it's only going to be seven ninety nine. It's like really reasonably priced for what uh, for the game. So, and that's that. Cool. That's Crossneak Plus. And there's your review. So
0: th- now I'm excited. He's going to learn to edit. I'm going to learn to edit. In the Not barest, for the podcast,
1: but the, for, but for his game reviews in the barest of ways. The
0: barest bones. So is this technically gonna be an Ian's Happy Handhelds because it's on a handheld potentially? No, I'll I'll do the theme song.
1: No, nope.
0: you don't want me to do the theme song? Th- no, I'll do a theme song. <laughs> wow, you don't want Pat's uh, worldwide famous jingle <laughs> skills? No, I, I people know people said I could have been a jingle writer, and I damn agree with that. I can I write a catchy jingle, Ian. Come on. A As Frank Jingle, Flea Market Madness. I wrote a whole song. You're a Jingle something. Jangle. Wow, that that cuts that cuts deep, Ian. Okay, that's jingle fine. Jangle. Uh, you know what, Ian? I'm gonna I'll I'll record it on my own volition. I'll send it to you. You can agree to use it or
1: not. <sighs> Maybe I'll chop it up and give it a remix. There you go.
0: Ian's happy and helps. Um Happy
1: handhelds.
0: Something like that.
1: Moving on. With some lyrics in it. You
0: love it. Moving on. Okay.
1: So, let's start with a discussion, a lively discussion about the new Apple Arcade service. Oh yeah, yeah, Apple Arcade. Cuz like it or not, it has the potential to be big. I don't know that it's going to be game-changing. People aren't going to stop buying physical games. I don't know that this is exactly the future. However, no. I have an iPhone, so I decided so I will I. try this. Why not? First month is free of Apple Arcade. Then it's 4.99. Four ninety nine, which seems incredibly reasonable for what's on offer. I may not end up going through with it, and I'll explain why. However, oh. um, off the top of the bat, it throws some interesting games at you when you go in and you sign up. There's a new tab, and it just says Apple Arcade. You click it, and you start scrolling through games. And fairly quickly, I started to see um, stuff that I was very interested in. There's stuff by Annapurna Interactive, Uh, they did the sayonara wild hearts there is um stuff by sega there's a new choo-choo rocket uh, a game called cricket through the ages and i feel bad that i can't remember the developer right now And i'm looking it up because holy crap i had a lot of fun with that and i'm still not quite done with it uh cricket through the ages uh free oh it was published by devolver cricket the game or a cricket cricket Although, the game, but not really. Okay. It's you. It's, you need to play cricket through the ages. It's good. Okay. Um, I'll get into that more in a bit. Um, Where's my Apple Arcade? How do I get into it? Big time sports, Jenny Leclue. <laughs> La like immediately, I found games that I was like, okay, this looks like fun. These are games sure. that I would like to play. Um, How do I open the Apple Arcade? So I doubt. Oh, oh, it's a tab. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's there a tab it in, in in the, the App store. store. Okay.
1: Um so I messed with quite a few of these and what I like about it Spaceland ooh is this uh, these games seem to be uh Fairly experimental. They, they're, sure. I mean, I mean, they're app games. They're app games, and what I—that's uh, a good thing. Um, I because like big time sports, for instance, is a you know a, a modern take on like the track and field game style stuff.
0: Space Land looks fun. Um, Fast paced sci fi tactics. I'm downloading it right now.
1: I downloaded a uh, simple um, sneaky real uh, stellar <laughs> is a sneaky or yes, stellar is a simple. Um, RTS game, uh, like you can basically play it one? with your thumb. Yeah, it's fun. Did I
0: download? that? I downloaded about six, seven games. I'll talk about. I played like it, three of them.
1: It, it's fun. Um, Frogger. I, I had to download the new Frogger. That was by Q Games. I love it's, how it looks. I love how it looks. It's simple. It's Frogger, but I like how some of the things, like there's the there's like the physics interactions. Yeah, yeah, so you can knock stuff over. It's three D,
0: so you can go up like blocks. Um, you can roll on a ball. You have, you get a bomb. You can throw. Um, I was a little a little taken aback by the only thing I was taken aback by was it, it auto scrolls very slowly to keep you going yeah so when I pass by something I you can go backwards in this frogger just like the original but it'll auto scroll because like it's, it was tough for me to figure out how to get up some of the blocks and over so the controls would take getting used to I think it'll work better if you had a keyboard for me or single buttons would be easier than the swipe for, for that but it looks gorgeous um, I'll even like the sound design on it was cute. It I was think cute. The,
1: the graphics are cute too. Like the yeah. realistic Frogger with, yeah. uh, with the the, the Frogger, Frogger needs a change up. You know, it's, it's something fresh. So I enjoyed it. Um, and then. Uh, the, Cat Quest 2? Did you play I, Cat Quest 2? I play Cat no, Quest No, but I've, I've played Cat Quest 1. Okay, it, it's a little dungeon
0: sort a, of. Yeah, that's a rogue. You, you have two two cats, and it's um, you get magic, and you tap to attack, and you like double tap through all the way of enemies. So it's kind of yeah, it, it's, it's a like dungeon crawl action rpg esque. Yeah. I played a little bit. I, it's very cute. I can see how you can get into it. That, um, and then the the let's see what else did I play? The favorite one I played, um, was Red Rain, which is like a Warcraft. Real-time strategy game simplified because it's not like whoop, there it goes. It, it's not like you have all the, the options of a Warcraft because it's an iOS. So you have to so like in Warcraft you you go for gold and wood, right? Yeah. It takes it's heavily inspired. So instead of creating um, grunts in order to not grunts uh, workers to get that, it automatically does it. But if you hold on the wood or hold on the gold mine, it'll it'll accumulate quicker. So it's a game of constantly holding on things. To create uh, new buildings and new uh, units, uh, attack units, and then forcing them, uh, or, or and then directing them to the other player to kill their base. But you can then like hold on the group of party to heal them, but if you do that, you can't accumulate gold quicker. So it's all about multitasking, but you're not really multitasking. You're, you're saying, what should I be doing right now?
1: Right, exactly. Back and forth with but, your that, finger. That's neat. So there's, there's, there's more strategy with the resource because you can accelerate a resource based on what you're crashing,
0: Or you, can, you could click on a unit to heal them while they're going to attack, but then you can't accumulate or build a new unit. So it's actually not multitasking. It's single tasking. You've got to decide what's more important at the time. It's actually pretty cool. for like Again, for a phone game, it's perfect for someone like me. Mean. It's basically like Warcraft on your phone, but it's simple. I only do the single-player mode, but you can then compete against someone. A lot
1: so. a lot of these games seem to be very finely tuned for mobile. A lot yes. of, a lot, lot. I mean, it, it, you say that... And Look how cute you, it is. The graphics style. It's Warcraft. It's oh, I'm adorable. Gonna, I'm going to have to play that. Yeah, it's adorable. So, I mean, you th- you're thinking, well, of course, they're phone games. Yeah, but not all phone games really feel like they should be on a phone. The ones that I've played so far generally feel like they handle phone controls really well, um, some more so than others. Uh, It's nice, though because I think any of these that are downloaded, most people could get into them if they wanted. None of these are going to be overly hard to learn, but some of these do seem to add some depth. Now... To quickly focus on the game I've had the most fun with, Cricket Through the Ages. I got
0: it down if you you like it.
1: Cricket Through the Ages is a uh, weird, comedic, out-there take on cricket. I mean, not really. Basically, it just starts telling you a story. And it says, it starts with, Cricket was created. And it's two cavemen standing at the opposite end of a pitch, and they're throwing rocks at each other. All the gameplay takes place on a side view with two players at each end One usually has a ball Usually The other one usually has like a cricket paddle Usually When you tap a character they, And you hold it They start rotating their arm okay. So if they have a, a paddle or a, or a golf club or whatever They'll start rotating it this way And if they have a ball They'll start rotating it this way You let go of it and they throw the ball and there are some very vague cricket rules as to how you hit it and get points, but there's also intermittent rounds where you just beat the shit out of each other with your cricket mallets, or your cricket pitcher turns into a soccer player and you're doing bicycle kicks. to like It's all this weird like, simple physics mechanics too because it's just hold down to get the throw or the hit, but then you can also tap to get your character to move. So some of the tournaments play loosely like cricket where you're just trying to get a certain number of points but in the ones where it adds soccer players uh if you like even if you don't even if you don't break their wicket with a pitch if you charge at them fast enough and knock them through their wicket you'll get a goal you'll get a point in addition to whatever cricket points they're getting it's very weird it's very fun it's fast um it would be great for two players which there is two players because you could literally just put the phone down and each person use one side of the screen for the tapping i just downloaded
0: Um, skate city looks like a cool little skateboarding game 2d skateboarding game i started skate city
1: i gave i gave up on it just because it seemed to be a lot like ollie ollie which is a a side scrolling skateboarding game um that i really like and i was like this looks a little derivative but i will give it another shot
0: I just downloaded um, Lego Brawls. That's an exclusive game, I believe. I,
1: it is, and I got Lego um, Brawls too. I haven't played it yet because it looks very interesting.
0: Um, so right now I'm looking at there's like 50 games. Let's oh,
1: like. and I played Spec. You would probably like Spec. Spec. S P E K.
0: Where is that under here? Spec.
1: It's a puzzle game, where puzzle it puts like dots on a screen, and there's a okay. dot that moves, and as you move it, what you're actually moving are like the um, vertices on a like a cube. Okay. So, like, when you move it, you're rotating this cube, but where those lines go is where your dot goes. So you rotate the cube and stretch it and pull, so oh. basically the dot keeps moving along the, okay. the, the...
0: It's like one of those wood puzzles with a ball
1: almost. No, like, no. It's, it's hard to describe, but All spec is it. really good.
0: There's Assemble with Care, which is literally you're putting stuff together with, like, your like a screwdriver, you're rotating things to assemble things. Like I said, these are games... That, to me, when people put down mobile games... It's not... To, they're not supposed to compete with a console. It's for, like, when you're screwing around, you're on your couch, you want to play a game for 10 minutes, or you're traveling, yeah. you're on a train, you're on a plane. Like, it's, it, can, it can coexist alongside. There are I, cute games that... You would never see some of these games on a console because there'd be no reason. They're too simple. But for something like this, they're perfect.
1: So, I, I've been enjoying it. My thing is, honestly, I've been playing them because I needed to play them to talk about it. These games are fun. I think people who are interested in this service are going to get their $5 worth, no questions asked. Sure when I am presented with a large list of near infinite games to play, I will play none because these, I will have a panic. But attack these are curated. And I will play none. Um, yeah, but these, like I said, uh, I, I have enjoyed what I've played and, you know, we'll see if I keep it. My big hope here is that the developers don't get screwed with so many good games uh, or interesting games, at least coming out on this platform, you know, a hundred plus is what they're saying. Um, so quickly, uh, With lots of big developers Zen Studios has new stuff on here Sega's got new stuff on here Well Sonic Racing's on it Square Enix Well Choo Choo Rocket as well Square Enix has got stuff on here Like all of these And then like Big indie names Like Annapurna well, I'm sure
0: they're paid up front for it. I'm sure, yeah. but
1: I, I I just hope that their work. My, my concern is I hope their work doesn't get lost in the shuffle because there's just so, there's so much to try.
0: Well, if it's exclusive, it's Apple basically being the, the publisher and just paying them to do it.
1: Not yeah. all of these are exclusive, though. I know, I know but okay. I'm saying if yeah. it is, okay. if it
0: is, sure. Apple's obviously pulling up the money to the Dell developer to, yeah. to make, get it made, and they're just publishing it. So that's fine that no one loses. But yeah, if it's a game that pre-exists, I don't know. Yeah, why would I buy? Some of these games separately, unless they're only a dollar versus doing a five dollar month. Thing. You know what I mean? Like, but some of these games, uh, most of these games I have played, I can't see how they're free. To, like Red Reigns, there's no free to play stuff in it. It's just play it. So uh, th-
1: there's no th- none of it's free yeah, to play. But
0: I'm saying like there's no elements I see that even would be. So it seems like they they very really carefully chose these games to, to be on here.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, ex- like... None of that BS. That's another reason why I'm interested in trying more of these out, is, like, that LEGO Battles one seems neat. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be nickel and dimed from I'm like, wait a second, it's Apple Arcade. Whatever I need to unlock will be unlockable in-game, like a real freaking video game.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see if, like, Red Rain is even available separately or not. I'm really curious. No, from what I understand... None of them are?
1: So, while they may not be exclusive to the system... Um, uh, no, you... Can, I, okay. I believe that they are exclusive to apple arcade gotcha like okay. i don't think you can go and just get that normally
0: yeah i want to play red rain against like like human people it's really nice it's a nice idea it's tougher to it's like i said it's not technically not multitasking you're single tasking one at a time it's it's a weird idea but it works now i'm
1: gonna play when i get home i i'm sorry i have to take a quick break to the, you, the boys River. really yes
0: this is like podcast 2015 okay easy to take a break and then we're gonna continue with the podcast i mean, it's just you can use the Apple Arcade while you're on the toilet. I just have to pee. Okay. Ian, Pat, they are they are steamy right now in France. Yeah. They're steamy. So, there was a we, we I think we briefly touched on this a year or two ago. But, we did. But never really gotten to the the nuts and bolts of this. So, Valve was hit by a lawsuit by a French consumer organization called UFC K Not not Ultimate Fighting Championship. It's just a Another UFC, French UFC. Oh, good. So uh, they, they sued because they wanted consumers to be able to resell games they bought on Steam. Mm-hmm. This is in the court system for four years, mm. going back and forth. And the French court ruled in favor of the UFC K. Kosir. Okay. So this is interesting, because if the appeal doesn't go through, what that means that not just in France, all of Europe, because France is part of the European Union. Right, this could have a cascading effect for how Steam operates, at least in Europe, in terms of of how <laughs> it, it, they'll take a hit. Because yeah. if, if I buy a game and go, "Hey, Ian, I bought this game for like ten dollars. I'll resell it to you for like a dollar or whatever, so you can play it, and I don't have it in my library anymore," that would kill their whole ecosystem potentially. Oh yeah, because then if you want to try a game, or me, or you. I can just wait till I'm done with it. You won't pay full price, I mean, I can, or maybe, the, or maybe, or can just sell to you for pennies on the dollar
1: just well, to get rid of it. There would also be like a crush, a crazy crush. I think it's of an orange crush of people who had, I mean, older those libraries games, are just built up and built up, kind yeah, being like, I don't need any of this shit anymore. I, I beat this game three years ago. I don't need it anymore.
0: I'll just put it on the market for two dollars when it's a currently a game that still sells for like twenty or thirty. Right. Say it's a triple A game. Say, say it's Red Dead Redemption or something like that, for example. Right, And and that's a game that, you know, on Steam, it's still probably close to full price, right? It's only been out for, what, like a year? Not even a year. Something like that.
1: Red Dead Redemption, too? Let's, yes. Let's find out.
0: Um, so, what if I say, you know what, Ian? I kind of like you sometimes. You didn't piss me off. You didn't you didn't fondle my ice cubes in the in the tray today. I'll give it to you for only, only $8. Are you going to buy it from your pal Pat, or are you going to go to Steam and buy it? You know, for whatever, $50 or $60. I don't
1: know. You are pretty weird about your ice cubes. I'd yes. probably get it from you.
0: Yeah, see, so... <laughs> This this means the consumers win, Ian. Mm-hmm. The consumers win. Steam Steam gets, gets gets kicked in the junk. So, what's going to be interesting though is that if this if this happens in the European Union, would that mean that would 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 an organization in the U.S. sue or North America? Would they say, hey, we want this too? We should have this too. And here's the precedent: it happened in in Europe. Now we should have have it established here in the in, the, in North America. Um,
1: yeah. It's it's apparently be... Red Dead Redemption Chief is not on the PC yet. So <laughs> it's on the PC yet? No. Nope. Well, usually well, usually they take a full year for
0: games to show up, uh Rockstar games like, yeah. like GTA games. But then they do the awesome mods that they look like photorealistic. You ever see those photorealistic like GTA mods? Oh, they're yeah, insane. they're crazy. Um anyway, then your your PC just blows up or goes at one frame a second. Um so so Val appealed the ruling. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, we disagree with the decision of the Paris Court of First Instance, like that, and we'll appeal it, a Valve representative said. The decision will have no effect on STEAM while the case is on appeal. If Valve refuses to change its rules and and, the, and post the court's decision to STEAM within a month, it will have to pay a fine of up to €3,000 per day for up to six months. I, I I think Valve will just take that and say, okay, yeah. we'll just
1: pay that fine then. Right. We'll probably lose mess- a lot less money doing that. Uh, when I read that, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I don't what know. What is that? that? That's like what's pat math there.
0: I'll just do real math. What is that? 3,000 euros times oh, six months times 180 days times 3,000 euros. 540,000 euros. That's nothing. That's nothing to Valve. Yeah. Half a million euros. What is that pat math? Like 700,000 US, something like that? That's nothing. They'll do this. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling
1: they'll just take the... They'll take the hit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So this this is not gonna happen anytime soon because like I said, they could they can wait this out and they can appeal it. Um I, according to this article, uh there was the, the two thousand fourteen Australian court ruling led to Steam's current refund policy. Oh, okay. See so this what happens. That's what happens. Uh but Steam's the best. Uh and then uh, they, they started to go after the gambling ring, blah, blah, blah. That that's still in limbo about well, you know, Valve's not encouraging gambling, but everything's set up to it, it, enc- enable it through their API system and the right. marketplace. They're not doing anything to curtail it, uh, basically. So, um, yeah, I think on Steam, I, I think I have like four games only. I can't even tell you what they are. I think the AVGN Adventures was the first game I got. The ABGN, and I might have a few more on there. But um, yeah, would you? Would do you have any games right now? You think? Yeah, I'll sell them. Why not? I'm not I haven't played them in forever.
1: Yeah. I had a handful of games on there that I would get rid of. Yeah, you want to sell them to Pat? Yeah.
0: I wonder if they would have to impose in order not to kill the system, they'd, they'd have to have a minimum amount, or like, a, so you couldn't just totally destroy the system selling things for like pennies. You'd have to have like a, they'd have to establish buyback prices or resell prices that are similar or something weird like that. I don't know. Either way, the consumer will win. Here. Yeah, they have to win, and then I, I,
1: I hope to see it go through. I'd like to see it happen. You'd like to see it happen? I'd like to see it happen. Like see it happen. Well, but under, I don't know. Nothing it, ever seems to actually come of these.
0: Now, how would it work? Now I'm thinking out loud. How would it work if you're selling a game that's in your library that's no longer on Steam? Would they have to allow it to be on the server still so that your, your friend probably, can download yeah. it still, probably? That would be That probably guess. be the best policy, right? It probably is a policy right now. It makes sense. That's so why if your computer crashes, you've got to redownload it. Okay, Pat answered his own question. Pat's not smart. Uh, okay, that's good. All right, so that's a good story out of uh out, out of France there. Yeah, good for the the UFC K I want like a I want like a patch that says that. That sounds fun. Flex Pro Meals. We love the Flex Pro Meals. They're a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre made meals to your doorstep. They give you epic epic meals entrees you may have grown up on, but they make healthier versions of. It's part of eating healthier. It's a lifestyle change, Ian. It's That's not a right. two-week gimmick. It's long-term, long-term. So FlexPro Meals goes the extra mile, and they give you the most value with realistic and tasty meal options at a good
1: price. FlexPro Meals offers a weight loss fat trimmer plan and a lean muscle larger portion plan. Some of their most popular meal entries are smoked brisket mac, breakfast burrito, grilled fish and chips, and the list goes on. Lately, I've tried some of the keto meals. The uh, oh yeah, Mama's meatloaf is a uh, is a bacon turkey uh, beef meatloaf with provolone cheese in there? Oh, I don't think I tried that one. Oh, it's is that a newer good. one yeah, with the provolone yeah, cheese? It's... I think I got the meatloaf a while back. I don't think I, don't know if I had that. Wow, okay, that was delicious. The Texas breakfast burger, which is a turkey burger patty, two turkey burgers for me because uh, I'm on the I'm on the you, you get the bigger beef, one beefy yeah. meal option. Uh, 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 bacon, cheese sauce, and eggs. It's delicious. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You, you get your protein. You go to the gym. You know, you, you do your lift, and it's great. Not cheese. Intermittent fasting. I'm hungry. Um, and then they have, you know, they're the staples like steak with potatoes, you know. If they got the, the veggies, chicken with sweet potatoes. If you want to just go simple, you know, you don't want you want to cut out the cut out the, the carbs, you know. You want to do that? You can do. You can get eight pack for the summer. Summer just ended. And anyway, for twenty percent off your first tasty order, use code CU Podcast when you visit flexpromeals.com That's twenty percent off your first order of yummy pre made meals. When you use code CU Podcast at FlexPromeals.com. Ian. Yes. I- I'm excited, Ian, about a console platform on the way that's going to encourage family friendly playing <laughs> all in the same room <laughs> with unique controllers.
1: So there's a Kickstarter up for what's being called um, uh, Joy's Cube Interactive Gaming System with hybrid Cube consoles.
0: Rolls off the tongue.
1: Yep. So, what these are, and they may look familiar, and I'll get into that in a second, is they are three cubes that have color LCD screens. um, With a base unit. With like a base unit that sits there. Um, You can use anywhere from three up to 12 of these cubes. And the cubes have the screen, motion, and. uh, Clickability. And sense. Yeah, and, and, and touch sensitivity. And they're being billed is a you know a a unique uh, a unique way to play games something similar something similar to like a board game and a video game combined um you know because
0: you a, can pair them up together there's tactile you, feel
1: yeah. you can touch the cubes together to make a continuous path or to change up something in 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 the game that you're playing um I believe we might have actually covered. This because this would have been yeah 2014 we may have actually covered this. Uh, really? um, there was a product that was coming out called Siftio, and it was largely the same thing. Um, if we didn't cover it, I I, I, just, I remember looking at it myself. Siftio cubes, or I'm looking it up. Um, and it was essentially the same thing. It was a cube, uh, you know, a, a, these cubes with screens based. Gaming system where there were all sorts of different games you could play, and it all relied around you being able to touch the cubes to each other on all different sides to change up the board or the nature of what's happening with the game.
0: Wow, they first showed them at two thousand eleven at CES. Okay, uh,
1: they these ones though, unlike the um, original Siftio ones, as far as I can remember, uh, these they also show being uh, synced up to various consoles like the Switch. Um, and, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can do it with computer f- via Bluetooth. Sure. And it shows them being used as, like, uh, just simple controllers. Sure,
0: because it has the motion, tilting, shift, so you can hold two and do, you know, different things with
1: them. Right. Um, Click it, on them for- it, it, showed people playing with like erector sets and using them to make like motion control controllers for Mario Kart it, it, showed, it showed someone playing Street Fighter and like punching with it yeah which like a power which is cute because it works yeah <laughs> it's neat the uh I, I have to be honest with you I, I I don't see anyone really making use of these as controllers I imagine that they'd be somewhat limiting uh just based on what you can do um, it showed someone playing Galaga or Galaxian, and they're moving the ship by tilting left and right. It's cute it's shooting by tapping another cube in their hand. And yeah, it's cute, but it's a novelty, and I don't think anyone's going to actually, um, you know, stick to it. The game stuff, though, is that's that's unique. It's an interesting way to look at maybe playing a different type of tabletop game. Um, you know, the the mixture of electronic stuff and tabletop gaming has always been, neat to me i've always found that kind of appealing although i don't think any of that stuff ever takes off i don't know i, I my last thing is i'm not sure what the prospects are here they funded it i just they only, they only asked for um ten thousand dollars I, because I, it existed like you said it was sifty yes that's my thing i think they have a lot of technology to work with and i think yeah. this is more of a are, we're baiting interest to see sort if we can deal. build it up, yeah. To see if we can build it up. This stuff's not particularly cheap, though. Um, the... So
0: it costs. Let's see. To get the the main pack, um, let's see. What does that convert to U.S.? It's it's in Hong Kong dollars. So
1: the 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 super early
0: bird one hundred twenty one dollars for one set of joy cubes, and you get the system. Is one set two? Or th-
1: one set is three cubes. Three, okay, three oh, there cubes, is. In, three the cubes. in the central unit. Okay, one twenty-one. That's on super early bird from one eighty-nine. So that's not so bad if you're interested. But they do progressively get more expensive from there. They seem to imply that three cubes is all you really need to get going or get started. But you can sure. do, um, you know, there's there's packages with for six. six. Uh, there's package. There's a package with twelve, I think, as well, which uh, gets kind of crazy.
0: Two main systems. I'm not sure why you need two main systems. I, I I don't know The 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 Kickstarter video doesn't really. It, it, I mean, it shows games, but it doesn't touch, like it's. This is what I'm gonna say about this. It's confusing to me whether this is just uh, a tech demo for something that could happen, or is just actually a, a platform that could exist right now. Um, because it, it says like okay Bluetooth connectivity possibility to develop new gamepad control programs through uh, SDK uh, higher quality LCD screens and speaker uh, I guess versus the siftio which existed seven eight years ago uh, average running time up to six hours redesign around the edges for control experience so it's it's interesting that they're calling this like they're calling this like a like a system but to me it's not a it's not a system yet because you need the you need to have all the nice little programs for it uh to play. Well like, they
1: have they have those. I think they still have a bunch from when it was SIFTIO. It's it's they there's stuff there, but they didn't show a whole lot of it, which was okay. odd. Um It's a strange it's a strange video. Yes. Because I couldn't tell if they were just tech demos or they
0: were actually games. So I think a playing. lot
1: of this stuff is neat, but I will be one hundred percent honest when I say that the video was bad. It was not a good video at really narrowing down what they want to do yeah what do you want this to be don't focus on these these being you know gimmicky motion controllers for stuff like that focus on the unique tabletop games that you have being created so yeah it it says okay it says it comes with five games installed and and more games can be
0: downloaded from the official website okay now it's a system uh more uh, uh, moreover you will have the ability opportunity to create and develop your own game and share it with players from all over the world.
1: So it sounds like it's going to be open source. So
0: I would ask, looking at this page, what are the games?
1: Uh, They move very fast down here. I can't read them to you.
0: Like, what are the actual games? Give me a list. Give me gameplay of each of them and how the the unique system, you know, makes it a particular experience that you can only get with the Joyce Cube. And I don't see that easily here.
1: Well, Portable Gaming Platform, down here, it's showing you how it connects. I mean, it's right here. Like, for instance, the puzzle game where you connect the positive uh, ends to each other by touching the blocks, and they disappear.
0: Okay, that's on, on the demonstration. or the production
1: sample? They just go down to where it says Portable Gaming Platform. Portable Gaming Platform. It's just a quick animated GIF. Portable Gaming. No, it's a headline. So, I mean, if right underneath the video. Okay. Keep going. Oh, I
0: see that, but it, okay, is that actually one of the games? Yes. Okay. Well, then show me that game being played more than for yes. two seconds. No, I. That's agree. what I mean. Yes. Because to me, that could be a tech demo. I don't know. That's a. I'm trying to help out the market. I don't know if that's the actual game or not.
1: Oh, yeah, those are games.
0: Okay. What are the other four? They show. Uh, no, let's no, bust a move. That's it. They show this. They show this 3D d uh, shooter game where the guys were in VR. Is that one of the games?
1: Yep, I would imagine. You code would cracker. imagine. Okay. Code, code Cracker, something llama game. There's a.
0: There's a. Um, Rock, Paper, Scissor game, which is cute. <laughs> I think it's actually yeah. really cute. Is that one of the games? Okay. And it's showing more Bliss Bomb. Uh... Island Hoppin' Pirates. Is that going to be one of the games? So that was, I was confused about if these are all developed. For, there's a Ninja Turtles one. So, no, I don't think these are all developed just for the system in mind. These are the ones that are just going to be compatible with it, that they figured out. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a Ninja Turtle game being on board for a system this, this small. They went out to get a Ninja Turtles game made? I can't see what that Ninja Turtles game is. You see that? Ninja Slice?
1: What is that? Is that an existing game? I have a feeling it's probably... I mean, that's the problem with the video. The controller stuff is separate. These are all going to be games that make use of those screens on tabletop. Oh, Final Slice. That's a game that exists. Here's more down here. Demonstration. I can play it on my
0: browser. Okay. See, that's what I mean. It's, It's murky... As a marketing campaign, because they are to me conflating slightly games that are going to be on the system that they develop versus like the list I see here of games that pre-exist. To me, it's confusing. To me,
1: here's some good examples of stuff.
0: Okay, so those are the games you get. Okay,
1: like that. So there's that.
0: So what they should say is that in the video, these are the games you get, and show you the games.
1: Like the spelling one. Okay. Yeah, so there's unique things going on here.
0: Cool. All right, I'm trying to help you with your marketing campaign, uh, Joyce Cube. <laughs> so this was a 3D robotics. They bought Siftio, right? Mm, yes. And then it laid on the wayside for years, and now they're bringing it back. Or yep. it's, uh, this company is. That's
1: what it seems like.
0: So that's a good idea. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, it looks kind
0: of neat. I think it'd be worth getting. I think that it's a little pricey. At a, what was it 130 earlier? 190 190. That's that's rough if that's gonna, yeah for something. I, like I don't. This to I, me. I mean, even the technology is cool.
1: I don't think this has great prospects in terms uh, of selling stuff. But I also don't think that they're shooting for beyond what they know they can get. Yeah, here. I'm. I'm kind of. I, I see this as being something that gets used a lot in open source.
0: Yeah. And that's what they're hedging their bets on this video because half of the, half of the videos are them playing retro games with it, like playing Mario Kart or playing Street Fighter or, or, or other games. And that's not how you want to present your. No, pub. that's
1: the wrong. I think that's the wrong way to go about y- you it. You say absolutely. you
0: say this is what we want to do. We want to create a gaming Show platform. for the games, not what you can do with not playing Contra with it. That's not. I'm not going to spend $190 to play Contra in a cool little way with little cubes. I'm just not. Um, most people won't. They, they want to. They want to think of different ideas to do it chair <laughs> yes it is you know what i'm saying so
1: i know what you're saying
0: um let's see and then looking at the cpu did they have the storage 16 meg flash memory probably uh, i guess you can expand that you're gonna have to i guess a micro usb okay usb connection um yeah how big would these games be i wonder Now i think about it if they're really simple they wouldn't be that big mm-hmm. probably they'd be like app games basically yeah okay all right two two triple batteries and a 1 watt dynamic speaker. Oh cool. So the the the, the base can talk to you. Uh, when you're playing games. That's neat. Uh, so it's tilt, flip, shake, neighbor and press for the little guys. The little guys have 4 meg flash storage. It's a lot. And they are 4 meg. It's Ooh. like and two, 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 uh, two, two, 3 and a, three and a there. <laughs> two
1: grainy <laughs> naughty jpegs. <laughs>
0: two grainy? Uh, no, a grainy naughty jpeg would be like probably 200 kilobytes?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. 100 you're right. kilobytes? Yeah, right. You can get a few. Remember no,
0: like they would was, was scroll like layer by layer on your screen, like in a news group? Or, uh-huh. It's like, all right, I can see a person forming. Yep. Woo! And this a nudie girl. All right, sorry. We're getting off topic here. All right. So I, I it'd be interesting to see what comes of a project like this. Like I said, this could be get, just getting interest. It's a project uh, we love from Kickstarter, but it's not really on fire. There's 11 days left. There's only 98 backers on this. But they don't need the money, so I don't know what they're going for. Maybe it's just a future play at, at developing the platform. I
1: guess. Yeah, like I said, just showing hey, Does, some hey remember here. us from eight years ago? We're okay. Back. You're still interested to the tune of ten thousand. We'll package these and ship them.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got We got we got the parts laying around. Might as well recoup some investment on this. All right, All right Ian, Patrick, uh, we have a Patreon. Do we? Do we, Ian? Yeah. How do you get there? You go to uh, that good old. Uh, internet web browser you bring up the hypertext transfer protocol colon slash slash www.patreon.com slash podcast. over the river and through the woods to the patreon house we go exactly so we got a an uh, and ian will do a weekly writing yep he did a he did a fine one last week um you gotta start using grammarly ian help me out a little bit um <laughs> Just, it's a plugin. It's free. Anyway, I capture it. That's fine. I I, I could I could I. What did I it. write
1: about last week?
0: I forget, but it was fun. I did read it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of escaped me. Friday was a weird day. Uh, anyway, um, so we have a Patreon poll. Uh, in third place, this is uh, the lowest we've ever gotten. I came around for fun. What type of museums would take retro game donations? Five percent. Nintendo turns 130. What past non-gaming companies would have gotten into gaming? 37%, which is a really good for a second place. Sometimes that wins. And in first place at 58%. Most memorable arcade moments. I guess that could be good or bad. Ian, what are what are some of your most memorable arcade moments you've had from yesteryear?
1: Um, so one that I'll never forget was, uh, and it's not like it's special. Well, it's just, it stuck with me. I was at a friend's birthday party in middle school, eighth grade maybe, high school, freshman year, I don't know. Okay. We went to go play laser tag, and there was an arcade there. Okay. And there was Street Fighter Two, Championship Edition. This would have been middle school it had to have been. And I wanted to play, and I thought I'd gotten pretty good. And there was one of them older boys playing <laughs> and everyone was waiting in line to play. And I waited in line for like 15 minutes to play, and got bodied in two rounds. And uh, I took probably like five years before I ever went back and uh, played fighting games in the arcade again. But one of I my something similar with that. Yeah. One of my favorite arcade moments. Um, there was. Can uh, I say my Street Fighter one before? Man? Yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: Okay, so I have a similar Street Fighter two one because when Street Fighter two came out, you know I'm like 11 years old, 12 years old. It came out as Super Nintendo. What was it? Late 92. I believe mm, yeah. it did. Later 92. I think it was like like early, early fall of 92. If only someone did a Super, certain super Nintendo guidebook can look it up the exact date. Um, so I got the Nintendo Power, which tells you how to deal with the special moves. I'd never played it in the arcade before. Never. Okay. And I think this is actually even before I had it in my hands. But I wanted to play at Spaceport in Woodbridge, uh, Woodbridge uh, Center. It's be one of the biggest uh, biggest malls in the U S so there was a line and that's and that was like one of the mall dark seedy arcades um where it was like as wide as there t- to that wall it wasn't that wide like 15 feet wide but it went deep right so um there was this grody looking guy with his girl by his side he, you know when you're young everyone looks old he was probably like in his late 20s yeah I remember him being being uh kind of scary looking so everyone's putting their quarter up and then so he's playing his guile and I'm looking at the literally I had the Nintendo Power on am reading it the mall my dad. I was really looking at the magazines before I <laughs> right, What special moves okay and so I play and you know when you're 11 I'm not that tall and I remember I could not throw a single Hadouken oh. on that joystick and how embarrassed I was like I think I got like two hits in and he just he, and this guy he was like he was there he was like you know he was big he was thick he was giving me a look like like one of those that I, was. <laughs> I wasn't humiliated but like there was like 10 people watching
1: at the time well that was the thing you about, know what I mean that, that it was... was how it was at the laser tag one like I, all my friends were there watching so it was like hey so Street Fighter 2 I was right I came out July 92
0: so the Nintendo Power must have came out right around there I hadn't, I didn't own it yet but I had the, had Nintendo Power to read it gotcha yeah that mall had a Capcom order. that's where I bought it for 80 fucking dollars plus tax Street Fighter 2 that's how expensive that damn game was when it came oh yeah
1: out. it was expensive
0: if everyone bought it my um uh, look, at those, nice, look at those nice screenshots Ian. Look at those. Look how nice that is. Hell yeah. Look at every single because that's what Pat does.
1: I uh my my one other like favorite arcade memory was there was a cyber station in the Galleria Mall, the Waddling Galleria Mall. And I was there all the time in high school. All goddamn time, that's all I did. Was hang out in that stupid mall. And um, every Tuesday The cyber station would just put one random-ass game on free play. Okay. So I went the one day, and it was House of the Dead 2 was on free play. So I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm living my dream. I double-gunned that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I just stood there with both guns, and I was like... Were "Uh, you efficient
0: with two guns or no?
1: I I mean, it was... I don't know. I was all showy. (laughs) I was, you know, doing all the stuff, and... (laughs) at first I was like yeah this is silly I'm technically like I have two separate lives like what's going on I'm like oh okay that's the health meter for my right arm and this is the health meter for my left arm <laughs> and that's how I did it and I just boogied on through the and game other, and then other kids were looking at you like can we play now can, we, can you log like, the machine can I get in Two two players Tuesday at a cyber station wasn't exactly a thrilling day I think that's why they probably put a game on free play just to get someone get in. someone into there but yeah, that was that was fun. Cyber Station. That was the name of it. Uh, it was a Namco one. It was a Namco uh, arcade.
0: It was a Namco arcade.
1: Yeah, Cyber Station was Namco.
0: Okay, I never heard of that. Was that a chain? Yep. Really? Uh,
1: actually, Aladdin's Palace was also Namco.
0: So that to you, like that—that's your—that's your dream then, just all Namco all the time. Well, did they have older ones too, or just newer ones?
1: Uh, no, they had like they had Pac-Man Galaga. They had some of the older stuff, but yeah, it was mostly. Um, it was all it was all over the place. Cyber Station. I want to see if that's yep Namco Cyber Station. Okay. Um. Let's see. What was that? What
0: was that Neo Geo game? The one on one frisbee game. Throwing at the guy.
1: Oh, Wind Jammers.
0: Wind Jammers. So the win, first time I played Wind Jammers, fucking love Wind Jammers. First time I played Wind Jammers was with uh, the Gamer and Friends. Um, at PRGE. I never played it before. I heard of it and I was looking I was like, oh how do you play okay and it was like you know it was a group of YouTubers um, I, I think uh, was there what's the other not the normal boots the other other normal boots type of site is it still around anymore but it was like you know some YouTuber guests there wa- playing you know in- including one that likes to solicit picks from, from fans uh, was there and um, it was very competitive I was watching. oh this is a really cool game Windjammers oh, oh you can do lobs you can do throws you can do charge shots specials I'm like, yeah it's very twitchy and I'm good at twitchy games, and I'm like, okay. Uh, Austin explained the game to me because Austin's a kind soul, um, you know. And so, I proceeded to play and didn't lose. I'm very competitive. Ian knows this when it comes to video games. But I went. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. went through all the people there at least twice to play me. And of course, the one YouTuber was very upset about that.
1: What? Uh, <laughs> which which game were you playing?
0: We are playing Windjammers.
1: I mean, uh, which character were you playing?
0: Oh, I have no idea which one it was. Those well, was like three or four different sets of people? Six. Six different sets? Oh, I, I don't know. All I, all I know is I got close to losing a couple of times, but still won. And uh, uh, I, I was a little joyous about that. And the one YouTuber didn't like that because the one YouTuber is a egotistical narcissist and didn't like that I showed him up, which I wasn't really showing him up. I was just winning, but he didn't like it. Uh, but So that made it even sweeter, the victory to me. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was sweeter. Uh, but then I lost my lanyard, I think it was that year the year before, which pissed me off because I had a bunch of pins on it. So anyway, bunch of, anyway. So um, that was a, another good one. And then just looking back at like this random experiences, like I, I remember going um, uh, Point Pleasant, uh, New Jersey, Barnacle Bills, people in Jersey going, yeah, Barnacle Bills. And it was the first, because it, it was like, you know, it's like you're right off, the, right off the shore mini golf slash arcade and then like right down the street was like a a, a, was a nice ice cream place it was like when you're a kid that was the best thing ever even your eyes lit up yeah one-stop shop there and they had like the candy game cranes inside but i remember going to barnacle bills with my cousin chris speaking of ultra competitive and for the first time they had simpsons arcade sitting there
1: oh nice
0: so this must have been like what was that 90 or so and i was like you're like what simpsons arcade and that's when simpsons was like out its zenith and pop culture was like 90 the bartman shirts was like 89 about <laughs> you know so 90 so rumba and it was like nothing you had seen before when you saw simpsons arcade it was like nothing it was even i'd say even closer to the cartoon than like the ninja turtles arcade game It's gorgeous and they're, they're both konami they're both great but yeah it was gorgeous and then like they had the neo geo machines like around the corner so they had like world heroes and they had stuff like that and they had like the, the two or four slot so that was that summer whatever that summer must've been like 90 or so was the first time i saw stuff like the neo geo machines and and i saw the simpsons arcade and i'll never forget that it was at barnacle bills like they had the, even the newer stuff versus like the seaside Heights score for some reason they got it first or whatever and so yeah it, it was a great time then you get your ice cream cone from my my nice aunt got me an ice cream cone right down the street and then chris made fun of me for being fat probably you know, but that's how he was. He was mean. He was a bully sometimes to me, but he loved me. We are good cousins. What? So, sorry. Uh, his dad used to make fun of me. That was really the dad. His dad was a bully. yeah that's great. Yeah. Well, that's so... Made me cry once when Ew. I stayed with him. Ew. My Uncle John. Made me cry, Uncle John, when I was like nine years old, ten years old. Made fun of me because I want to put butter. Made fun of me because I want to put butter on my, I toasted my bagel and put butter on it and he made fun of me for that he said no you just tear him out and put cream cheese on and that was the start of him making fun of me the whole time I was there and teasing me and I cried like by like day two or three very traumatic hmm. very traumatic seems, my childhood
1: seems like a nice guy
0: yeah now when I see him I'm like oh you're just a fucking idiot old man now made fun of me but I'll be more successful for you than you anyway he was a, he was a snob he was yeah. a yuppie snob my Uncle John hope Chris isn't listening to this his son Chris your dad made fun of me It was not good when I was 9 or 10 I cried. I, it was a shame to tell my own dad. Anyway, any other, <laughs> any other memorable arcane memories? I got a good one. Speaking of Point Pleasant. I, All right. I got a good one. And it has to do with Chris, too, because I, I spent a lot of time with Chris in the summers there. Uh, Chris had a house in La Valette. Point Pleasant is about uh, 8 to 10 miles away. And so when you're a kid on a bike, that's a long way, especially when you're chubby, thick but quick pat. you're giving the the, the sisters bicycle to to ride which was inferior but the Point Pleasant boardwalk was the only place you could play the Star Wars pinball machine it was not on the Seaside Heights or Seaside Park boardwalk, we loved that game so one of my most memorable experiences, we got on the bike my ass was fucking chafing after that because the the, the seat sucked and we played Star Wars uh, pinball for like two, three hours and they set the and I was pretty good at pinball when I was smaller uh, I was pretty good uh, when I was like 10, 11, 12. They set the extra game so low, I don't know if it was by mistake, it was only at like 25 or 30 million on Star Wars Pinball. You got to be just decent to get that. You don't yeah, have to be great.
1: that's not much of anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think like the average game was probably like 25, 30, 40 million. So I remember playing one time for like 45 minutes an hour on one quarter because I got like three free games in a row. Because it would just tick up to like, you know, 25 to like 50 to 75, whatever it was. You know, something like that it would just tick up, I believe. I, or or, or it only got one free game. Either way, it would be like one of those things where you'd be playing the pinball machine, you get the get the free game, and then maybe get the extra random one at the end on top, you get like two free games. So we played so much Star Wars pinball on like a dollar, you know, because it was still like a quarter only. It was like one of the best things ever. Plus, you're by yourself, you're on your own, you're adventuring, you're like 11, 12 years old on the bike. I love those memories. It's, you know, the, the of Floyd memories. But not, not Uncle John, though. Not you. Because you were mean to me. Because you hated yourself for whatever reason. Sorry. Whew. Anything else going on? I'm sorry I buttered my bagel and toasted it. You're going to make fun of a 10-year-old for doing that? An 11-year-old
1: for doing that? Whoa, Pat, we got a Q&A. We got a Q&A here on the CU Podcast right now. from L Thrift asks Link's Awakening vs Breath of the Wild should both cost the same amount of money and I'll answer that well, that sorts out the rest of these uncle issues because Pat hasn't played the new Breath of the Wild or the new Link's Awakening. i played a lot of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, not, I, I resent that. Either. i played like 30 Awakening. hours. No, I haven't got Link's Awakening. I want to
0: because I never played the original because I didn't have a Game Boy. I just had Tiger LCDs.
1: It's my favorite. And I got it for Vani as an early birthday thing because she really wanted to play it. And I was like, I don't have money for it for me, but I'll, I'll get Vani a copy. So Vani's been playing it. It's gorgeous. The amount of work they put into just overhauling those graphics. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, it's a shorter game. I mean, it's a Game Boy game. It's probably 8, 10, 13 hours if you want to do everything. Um, you you know, like side quests and stuff. With a, a little bit of that, you know, finding all the secrets and stuff like that. Uh, but I, 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 the whole notion that it's not worth. Sixty dollars because it's a shorter game uh, doesn't hold water with me, or because it was just a Game Boy game. Um, one, they put a lot of work into redoing it. Two, it's one of the best Zelda games out there. Um, definitely worth playing. It does something different with the story, not just does some. Yeah, it does Gen something different with the story. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I don't. It drives me nuts when people look at a game and they're like. It's a AAA production. When they look at a game, and and I, I have to look at it based on the amount of enjoyment I get out of something. Am I getting $60 worth of enjoyment out of this? Yeah. Did they put a lot of work into it? Yeah. I don't think just because it was a... You know, it's based on a Game Boy title, and it's a slightly shorter, simpler game, but it's still a game done from scratch. Yeah, it doesn't—it doesn't need. No, that doesn't mean it needs to have its 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 price reduced. I'm sorry, I think yeah. I think that's kind of ridiculous. This is an anti-capitalist question. I don't like it. Especially, like, you know, when there are action games that come out that are, you know, 10 hours long. I mean, we pay 60 bucks for all sorts of stuff, for all sorts of different games of different lengths and different depths. I, I really don't think them charging I mean, full price for this is outlandish. Let's
0: be, far, be fair to uh, to L. Thrift here. So th- their reasoning is, well, Breath of the Wild was in development for, like, frickin' five years. You know, sure. a long time. That's like a AAA, like, GTA-style game of development versus something like Link's Awakening. It was not five years. I don't know how long it was, but it wasn't no, like five years. Sure. It was a couple years. You know, um, it was two and a half years. I don't know. So they're thinking, well, why should they cost the same? Well, they should. It should cost whatever Nintendo thinks people will pay for it. I mean, I have issues with Nintendo for like one two Switch. They charge sixty bucks for it. When I think yeah, they,
1: that was absurd.
0: They could have charged. They could have sold a ton of them if it was like thirty dollars. You know, they probably would have made way more money selling at a lower price. But they have. They have. When when companies like this price things the what the profit margin isn't only the, the the thought that goes into it it's it's the how they want it to be perceived based upon the price maybe yeah. nintendo could have charged only 40 bucks for it but they can't do that because then people would say well, why don't you charge only 40 bucks for future games or maybe this is a cheaper game because it's only 40 bucks it's a perception when you put the price along with it it's not just uh the profit margin you know what i mean yeah that that's what goes into this so, if you don't want to pay $60, don't pay $60 and just wait
1: till it's cheaper. I mean, I that's guess, what I'm to say. I guess that's my thing. I can't fault you if you don't want to. If there's another game you'd rather pick up for 60 if, you know, you're looking at all these games and you're like, well, something's got to make the cut. Um, I do think it's worth $60. i am not insulting anyone who doesn't want to pick it up for 60 but I... Yes, I do believe they should both cost the same. Part of it is protecting the, you know, the property. Um, you know, not cheapening the property. But I you know people look at old school games and modern games and uh, I, they sometimes don't see the value correlation the value. But, but to me a lot of times it's it, and, and even this is kind of hard to explain or intangible but am i get like it it to me it's when I spend $60 on a game, I'm spending $60 for fun. I'm not exactly going through all the options and seeing how many side quests and stuff. Am I getting that game? Did I pay $60? Am I happy with the purchase? And with something like Link's Awakening, the answer would be yes. Well, okay, I'm going to go pat Math on this. What did Link's Awakening cost on the Game Boy in 93? With then? inflation, it's $53.75 right now. Ian did his homework. Wow, Ian, I'm proud of you. I'm pretty sure. So, so, so it was
0: a twenty nine ninety nine game, you think? Not thirty nine ninety nine for Game Boy? Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure it was twenty nine ninety nine. It could have been thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. But uh you're you're actually right that you looked
0: it up. So thirty dollars in nineteen ninety three, uh is, is fifty three dollars twenty six cents today. Okay.
1: Yeah. Pretty sure that's what it is.
0: So So uh, really close. And if it was forty dollars, I Game Boy games are usually go up between twenty and forty, right? There yeah, um, I th- I th- this was a marquee title, so it was at least twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, at least. We'll just, just say it's thirty four ninety nine. Thirty four ninety nine would have been sixty two dollars. Would have been more. Yeah. So, we always forget about inflation when it comes well, to yeah, good prices. Well, yeah, people
1: always like to talk. I have this conversation with people at the store all the time. People who laugh about it, but uh, you know, like someone else might be in the same. Like, oh, that's that's as much as it cost when it Came out no video games now on average are cheaper than they were back in the 90s everyone's like oh they're so expensive they always were but your parents were buying them for you (laughs) or you were buying a lot more used games you weren't buying as many games when they came out but video games were never cheap i paid 60 dollars for three stooges of my two dollar a week allowance in 1989 how much was that in 1989, now I'm gonna look, because now I'm mad. Mario Kart 64 was at least 75 if not $80, in 90s money. Thick But Quick Pat,
0: who his Uncle John made fun of, paid $124 for Three Stooges from Electronic Boutique before tax in 1989. So, I mean...
1: So basically, if you think it's too skimpy of a game to spend the $60 on, okay. But it's a really good game, and you definitely get $60 worth of game out of it. Plus, they did the... they the The amount of care and attention watched, to detail into like redoing the art was just so good. I watched Norm play it for like an hour
0: on on his Twitch stream. It looks it looks fantastic. It's amazing. I've I never played the original. It looks fun, and like I said, I like the fact that it's an all new story. It's cute. Know? It's goofy. Maybe Capcom could take a page out of that with their Mega Man series. I don't know. Do something different for a change. But um, it's a cute story. He's on an island and he wakes up and
1: you know it's a good one.
0: He go sunbathing. Can you
1: sunbathe in the game? I know you can fish, right? You can fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can fish. Oh, Ian's like, oh, yeah, you can oh, fish. Oh, yeah, you can fish. That's
0: honestly my favorite Zelda game. You can <laughs> fish in it. I know all about the fishing. can't fish in Breath of the Wild, but you can You can
1: fish there. You fish in Breath of the Wild? No, I haven't gone there yet. No, I don't believe so. I think Bonnie just gets fished by going out into yeah, you, the water you and You just hit him. him. Yeah. You hit him with your fist or your sword or spear.
0: <laughs> I guess that's fishing, technically. Yeah. You don't use a fishing rod, but you're fishing because you're getting fish. Yeah. Technically. So, if you like hit it. If you hit like a fish with like a rock, you're fishing. Technically,
1: I mean, you're still. I mean, you're rock fishing at that point. Sure. Like spear fishing, spear fishing, <laughs> gun fishing,
0: gun fishing, gun fishing.
1: Rat
0: or, 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 or Crocodile Dundee throws dynamite into the water. Remember that Crocodile Dundee too. Mm-hmm. Remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is some weird podcast. That's about that. Okay. All right. I brought Patrick some mini omelets. He can eat those shortly. Shortly, you're gonna you're gonna force me to eat the food that you just. Gave?
0: <laughs> well, Ian, uh, I ran out, I'm running on Flex Pro meal, so I might have to do that.
1: You know, whenever I talk about food, you get pissed. I don't bring it to you, so this time I bring you food. And I'll, I'm not
0: pissed. But I'm, no, but
1: you, I'm not going to eat on Ian's terms. I'm not going to. Ian's going to force it down my throat and tell no, minutes. No, I mean I'm just leaving it there. <laughs> I meant because you're on your intermittent fasting.
0: Yes, yeah, Ian, I've been doing it for a year and three months, and it's fantastic.
1: I know. I'll never forget because you mentioned it every podcast. Every other podcast, I mentioned it.
0: Um, so because we tend to talk about food, my mouth waters all on my, my microphone when that happens. We'll be at Portland Retro Gaming Expo October uh, 19th and 20th. Go to RetroGamingExpo.com. I will be at uh, Retro Game Con in Syracuse at RetroGameCon.com and that's November 2nd and 3rd. And, and that, you're going to have some nice guests there. Um, some voice actors. You're going to have David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, is going to be there. Trisha Somerset, the voice of of Zelda from Breath of the Wild is going to be there, and others. The voice of uh, uh, Sapphire from Steven Universe. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, our buddy John Riggs will be there. Our buddy Joe Granato of NES Maker Fade is going to be there. Oh. Uh, John Hancock's going to be at VentureGamer.com, and and the wired picture that I can't stand that everyone's using on the site. There I'm going to be there as well. Uh, from there, I look tired. I was so tired doing that wire. The one where shoot. it looks
1: like you're deep in your feels.
0: Yes, I was just so tired. I was exhausted. Like the first first half of 2000. Uh, 18, I was exhausted. You remember that. Um, it, was, it was a bad time. And there's Jax in the background holding up his arms. I wonder if he's about to take a piss next to Ian in the year. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Woo-wee! Um, Woo-wee! That is a shame because Ian saw his wiener. No, he didn't see his wiener. I didn't wiener. see
1: his <laughs> I didn't see the Jax wiener. Uh, <laughs> I've been ripped. <laughs> anyway, sorry, he's going to a weird place. Just fucking curling. It's curling. He curl. it can do
0: 25-pound curls.
1: It reaches up and hits the soap pump for him. Good <laughs> in.
0: <Gideon>. Do push-ups. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's it for the See You Podcast. Uh, we will see you uh, in a week. Did we miss out on anything? Nah. No, that's it.
1: Peace out. We'll see you.